Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 48 of the Our Weekly Highlights podcast. My name is Eric, and today we are covering the issue highlights for week 28, released on July 12th, 2021. This week's issue is curated by Batul Almazrak, with help from the Our Weekly team members and contributors. It's safe to say that if you've been following R Weekly for some time, that R Markdown plays a huge role in R users around the world documenting and releasing their inner data analyses and even their other learnings as they learn R. I have been using the concept of R Markdown quite a bit in my daily work with aforementioned analyses of data. And I've also lately been using R Markdown to produce vignettes for my packages, especially my packages that have been wrapping Shiny applications with the Golem package. Now the tooling around R Markdown has gotten much more powerful, I would say, in the last few years, and we've covered a lot of those advancements in previous releases of R Weekly. Well, there is another tool that's available for your package development arsenal that will actually take the concept of vignettes to yet another level for creating an actual R package. And I am referring to the Fusion package, which landed on CRAN last week and the subject of our first highlight for today. Fusion allows you to take your skills that you learned with R Markdown and with a few helpers, actually create a full-fledged R package directly from a series of R Markdown documents. As I mentioned earlier, vignettes are an important component of a robust R package, and so it is natural to extend the ideas of creating a solid vignette to actually generate the package infrastructure. How does this happen? Well, Fusion has a logical set of functions to translate chunks of development R Markdown documents into the necessary R files, manual files, and other package components. Within what's referred to as a development R Markdown document, the package lets you create a pre-populated template with some of the basics that you need to fill out to start getting your package infrastructure going, but they are clearly labeled and easy to follow. And then it is just like as if you were creating your own custom functions in a R Markdown document, and all you need to do is just simply translate some additional concepts and parameters into these chunks where the aforementioned helper functions from Fusion will compile all of those into the right places. The package is also quite flexible to let you have multiple development R Markdown documents if you want to separate out your package functionality much like you might do in a traditional package with having separate R files for each function. This is pretty fresh in my mind because I was fortunate enough to attend a tutorial on how to build a package following the R Markdown First method led by the package author from ThinkR, Sebastian Rochette, along with other helpful contributors from his team. I will be fully transparent. I was a bit skeptical on how robust this might be but I was quickly amazed in the early stages of this tutorial with just how much thought and technical power that the Fusion package offers to our users like me and anyone else. I think this is an excellent way 
for those that may be interested in creating a package, but are a little intimidated by all the different boilerplate and the different functions that one needs to follow in order to create a package from scratch. Like anything in R, Fusion may not be a one-size-fits-all for everybody, but again, I would say this is a great tool to ramp up your package development experience and use it from the comfort of a paradigm that many are already quite familiar with in their daily work. I look forward to trying out Fusion and new projects that I have upcoming later this year, as well as sharing this with my colleagues who may be interested in getting onto the package development train with an easy on-ramp to launch that effectively. In today's world of web technologies and cloud infrastructure, having storage in the cloud, so to speak, can be a nice alternative for sharing files with others, having an off-site backup in case crazy things happen, and much more usage. With ours flexibility, we have many packages that wrap APIs to many of the web services offering storage. One package that's been picking up a lot of usage lately is Google Drive by Jenny Bryan at our studio, which recently had the Milestone 2.0 released announced on the Tidyverse blog, the subject of our last highlight for today. Packages like Google Drive are positioned to abstract away the nitty gritty details of integrating with a complex API, and the Google Drive API is certainly no exception. As changes are made to this upstream API by Google, that can have a domino effect to all the software wrapping that API and updates that are needed. The 2.0 release of Google Drive necessitated some housekeeping around certain function names and parameters that were changed as a result of some rebranding by Google's themselves. A bigger change from upstream was how files now cannot be put in multiple folders within a Google Drive anymore. And that opened the door for some new functions in Google Drive to create what are called shortcuts to files, which will be quite familiar to those that just use a general computer on a day-to-day -day basis. Jenny also took the opportunity to plug in some additional user experience enhancements, including a new option with a function called Google Drive Quiet to suppress various messages using a structure similar to the WithR package. There are other nice enhancements, such as more visual polish on messages and output, thanks to using the robust CLI package. I've been seeing many R users around the community take advantage of various features offered by Google, such as Google Spreadsheets for documenting spreadsheet-like data, and as the aforementioned Google Drive becoming a very nice solution for some free online storage, it is great to have a package like Google Drive take care of some of the nitty-gritty details that I mentioned earlier for interacting with a pretty complex API to be able to augment your R storage needs effectively. And those are your R Weekly highlights for today. I first want to say a big congratulations to our curator, Batul, for winning a well-deserved Use R Award last week for her excellent lightning talk on making your computational analysis citable. And she was also quite busy during this conference as she served on the Code of Conduct and sponsor teams. I'll just say that this conference was absolutely amazing 
It was great to have a small part in it, and I'm looking forward to seeing all the recordings of the talks that I missed. This issue is of course jam-packed with additional resources to supercharge your R knowledge, such as a great blog post by Cedric Schurer on labeling bar graphs in ggplot2, and you'll also see a link to my first ever video tutorial on using the Open Broadcasting Software or OBS product to produce our media content all with open source in mind. And did you know that from the same interface you're probably using to keep up with social media with the R community that you are able to submit stories to R Weekly itself? Well, here's a quick tip that was shared by our next curator, Jonathan Carroll, that if you see something useful on Twitter and you like to share that with our team at R Weekly, all you have to do is reply to the tweet that contained the link that you're interested in, tagging the handle at rweekly underscore submit, and then it will be included in our automated pipeline for all the possible resources that we'll curate for the upcoming issue. All of these great automation efforts are possible thanks to the tireless efforts by R Weekly's founder, Wolfram Chin, and it's great to be able to take advantage of such great infrastructure. Have a great week, and we will be back with another batch of R Weekly highlights next week.